Hello and welcome to Unofficial Art Therapy. This is episode two with Dr. Liz, me and Coombsy, who will be joining us in a minute. This week we talk about television, being on it, watching it, watching yourself on it, all of those fun things. As always, don't mistake this for actual medical advice. If there's anything you need, please ask. And Coombsy and I are on unceded Aboriginal land and we pay our respects to Elders past and present. Thanks for being with us and take good care. Bye. Decided and yesterday was just a, a disgraceful, nausea, really bad. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, really bad. It started at right on quarter past ten, mm. and then I thought, oh, I'll just take my normal nausea tablet that I've already taken at five thirty. So I took one of them and a respite, lay down, and really battling, and my stomach started playing up, and then I'm like, ah. Oh. Then I had to resort to my super duper nausea Zofran and. And it was about 11 o'clock and then about quarter past 11, it started to sort of subside and next thing I knew it was 12.30, so I fell asleep, which was good. Oh, that is good. And then I got up and I thought, uh, I feel a bit hungry, but sometimes eating is actually sort of helps the nausea. So yeah, I, yeah, no, I, that was always my experience, yeah. yeah. It was weird, I had a bowl of Cocoa Pops and filled the belly up and, and got through, so I thought, it's got to be this tablet. So I thought if I don't take it this morning and then I'll try it night times, which I checked and you can take it day or night, doesn't matter. Yep. So then see how I react tomorrow morning, whether it's just in my system and only starts reacting when I move. Yeah, right. Or whether it, you know, it's time release and when it releases a bit. So I really don't know. So. Yeah. I'm playing a bit of Russian roulette because we've got the recording of Taskmaster tomorrow afternoon. So, um, Oh, wow. Oh, I don't want to miss that because my mate from, from Sydney is the, the warm-up guy. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen Steve for six years. So when he contacted me a while ago and said, hey, mate, I'm going to be in Melbourne the week of July 11, you know, if, you, if there's any chance we can catch up. He said, I know nights are impossible, but I can sneak away in the morning, whatever. And I said, what are you doing? He said, oh, I'm warm up for Taskmaster. I went, what? <laughs> I said, it's my favourite TV show, the UK version, and I don't mind the Aussie one. He went, I'll sort your tickets. Amazing. And then turns out that they're, they're doing two recordings, one at 4 o'clock and one at 7. I went, oh, 4 o'clock <laughs> on the Friday because Janine doesn't work, so she can, I can drive in. She'll be able to drive us home and... And then, uh, obviously, Tom, I know Tom Gleason, so I'll catch up with Tom, which I've caught up with him for about six, seven years. Amazing. And um, uh, Peter Hellier. Oh, yeah. He's on. I don't know, Pete. Um, but I did see him about a year ago mm-hmm. um, at a comedy gig in Berwick, one too far away. I must remember that because he's messaged every now and again, but we've never met in person. Like, and then I was standing outside the door and he walked in his... I said, oh, good show. And he goes, oh, thanks very much, mate. And he looked, Coombsy! <laughs> he said, oh, finally. <laughs> so we had, we had a good chat. So it's been a year, but then the cast is, um, uh, yeah, Carlos, Carlos Brazita or something. Oh, I don't know. And she's a triple, M, a triple J radio breakfast host. Okay. So I don't know her. Um, Reese Nicholson. Uh, yes, I know. I know Reese. Well, I don't know him personally, but I know oh, I've yeah. seen him work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Aaron Chen, who I love. Yes, Aaron Chen. Oh, God, so dry. I really want to see how he is sort of off camera because I know some dudes are like that and then you get off camera off stage and they are just totally not even close to what they're like on stage. Yeah. So I want to see what he's like off camera or what he stays on camera yeah. even though they're not recording. Yeah. I reckon he's a very clever comedian, that kid. Very clever. Yeah. yeah. And um, I think that's it. Oh, no, Mel Bustle. Mel, delightful. Yeah. I like her. I too. know. I've never met her, but I know of her. So, yeah, it's gonna, it's a different cast. So. Oh, that'll be great. I, I think Aaron Chen will win it. I reckon he'll be that much smarter than the rest of them. <laughs> he'll be looking for, like, you know, when a task is set, he'll go, right, there's got to be, you know, code under the table or <laughs> hidden somewhere like it always happens so, so i'm very excited about tomorrow and i'm like oh do i play 
And I thought, I don't want to be sick today, yeah. but I don't want to be sick tomorrow. No. I thought, oh, I'm just going to roll the dice on this and yeah. cross fingers. Yeah, well, I've got everything crossed for you, darling. Hey, we, you. and, yeah, and you know, it's funny when you're talking about eating and nausea. I actually have, mm. I only just thought of this now, but whenever, because I was, as you know, I was nauseous with the kids the whole way through and I still yep, get nervous so nausea, but I okay. always think about, something it was a routine that your mate adam used to do about throwing yep. up after yep. it was actually hangovers but do you remember this bit where he talked about nope. <laughs> so he'd, he'd been out one night and i'm going to terribly paraphrase it and he might yeah, go for i'm it. sorry but he talked. No. he'd been out like he'd been out in ireland somewhere and drunk so much guinness he hilariously said when he yeah, did his first, right. yeah when he did his first poo after uh, in the morning it, he'd had a head on it you know um, yep. And he felt, and he woke up and felt that terrible thing that you feel, and he thought, "Oh, should I eat? Should I not?" And all that was in the cupboard was some was some Tim Tams, and he thought, "You know what?" If oh I'm, no! Yeah, but he thought, "You know what? If I'm gonna bring it up, I may as of all the things I want, I'd be happy to relive and be these Tim Tams." <laughs> I've never heard that bit. <laughs> well, and you know what? Now, that's what I used to think, and I still do, because I, the same as you, like when I felt nauseous, and even now still, unless it mm. is, you know, food poisoning or something, having a little bit of something to eat actually often helps me. And so yeah. I will often go for the Tim Tam in ta- in Adam's honour. <laughs> well, you're not going to believe this. What? When I walked out of the bedroom yesterday at 12.30 and then sort of sat out in my, my lounge room, Joe and Rebecca are, Rebecca's still got a week off work. Well, so and Joe's got another three weeks till he goes back. Yeah. So they were just chilling in their lounge area, and I walked out, and Rebecca goes, "You, you still don't look great. I suppose you don't want a Tim Tam." I went, "No." Her and Joe were eating a packet of Tim Tams, and I'm, I'm like, I thought. No. So next time I'll go, actually, I'll try it see what happens. <laughs> well, I mean, I just like that idea that if it was coming back, of all the things... Well, I, would... I totally agree with that, yeah. I, I, all I've eaten the last two days is a bowl of porridge. Yeah. So, oh, you're Because poor... I know that, that just settles, or dry toast, usually. Oh, yes. And did, did you... Or, yeah? Sorry, flat Coke. Oh, I was going to say, so fl- it used to be flat lemonade in our house. But yeah. flat Coke, I haven't tried flat Coke. Okay. Yeah, I'm normally just, well, we don't really drink a lot of that sort of stuff around here. I mean, Lola still only drinks water and nothing else. Yeah. Um, she doesn't drink cordials, juices or anything. She just water, water, water. Yeah. Um, and Rebecca's not into drinking lots of Coke and all that. So we've got some lemon-lime bitters every now and again. and So it's not be hard to sort of find, always have something here, but... Um, Cold, no, no, not cold can. I used to like it uh, warm, not warm, but you know, not refrigerated. And yeah. Take the lid off and even just if I'm desperate, let it go for 10 minutes and then swallow it. But there was none of that around, and I think we only had brown bread, and that doesn't work, it's got to be white bread. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I'll just have some cocoa pops and trust the process, and it settled. And then dinner time, Janine was cooking dinner, sausages on the menu tonight, and I went, Yeah, no. Nah. Um, I'll go with the, the uh, porridge. Mm. So Lola's sitting there chewing on sausages. What do you got? And I said, took the bowl. She goes, porridge again. Porridge again. <laughs> it's bloody miserable, so, isn't it? You poor. Oh, fuck, it's miserable. Fuck cancer. Yeah, it's miserable. Yeah. It just, well, you know, I'm hoping these new tablets, my, the specialist was pretty positive that these two new meds would stop the esophageal spasms. That's good. He said, now that they've found the reason and what's going on, that it's hypersensitive and it's slow reacting. Yeah. He was like, I'm very, I'm sure that this will work. And I went, well, I trust you. Good. The only doctor I really trust fully, except yeah. my GP. Um, yeah, so I'll give it a roll. So no, so far, I haven't had any uh, reflux issues, but just this nausea. But anyway, cross the fingers. So far, so good. No issues. I've got my water by my side. And I have occasional sip and um, like that. And uh, hope. <laughs> Proof for the audio. I, 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 <laughs> I meant to say, do you mind if I'm recording? I just hit record no, and I called you. Yeah, yeah, no, all good. Hey, hey I was going to ask you, this, this wasn't the plan, but maybe we could jump into this one. I didn't realise, maybe we could talk about TV today. Would that be all right? What, I'm your guinea pig, Dale. Whatever oh. you want, 
I talk. You're the boss. <laughs> well, you're the no. Well, see, you're the actual medical professional, and I'm just the doctor. I'm not a real doctor, <laughs> but I am a real worm. Um, <laughs> but I reckon because I really love your idea about different art forms and television. I was thinking about what we were talking about last time too, when you said, you know, when you were 19 and you were sent home for three weeks and you said you did nothing, but you weren't. You were watching television, and yeah. I love television. I've I've written about television. I did do my doctoring in a form of television, and I've written about television. Okay. And I think okay. it's really important because it's the thing that, well, first of all, it's not film and that's really important yeah. because it's free and it's in the home and often, I mean, I'm going to give you a boring lecture now, but a lot I of like television it. studies is really feminised because, or it's really class-based because it was free and the idea was that it was women or it was poor people rather than, you know, upper class people going to the film to see, you know, going to the theatre oh, to see a okay. film, is this real kind of thing about it, which makes me just love it more, you know? And there's a wow. beautiful, there's a beautiful academic, this woman called Frances Bonner, who wrote this book called Ordinary Television, and it's all about stuff like Taskmaster, stuff like Co okay. Top Gear and quiz shows and all that stuff that's just on, you know, and yep. it rates its ass off, people love it, but we often yeah. don't think that it's a good use of our time, but it's the best use of your time if that's what you need. We all do it. Everyone does it in what form the other TV's on. Yeah. Whether you watch commercial TV or Netflix or Stan or Foxtel or whatever, it's, I suppose, although you've got to pay for the, some of those other ones, don't you? Yeah. Whereas commercial TV's free-to-air stuff is still free-to-air. Yeah. Oh, it's still cheaper, though, than going out to... Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Cinema, you know, you can... Suppose you can buy Foxtel for a month for fifty bucks or whatever it is, and that's one movie in it. Yeah, well, <laughs> Two and, people. yeah, and the local ones. I mean, the thing about Netflix and stuff. I think it's still only it's it's still fifteen bucks or something a month. Like, okay. that's cheaper than yeah. taking the kids out. Yeah, yeah, true. So, what is it? Can you tell me about? Because I I always used to. I'm a TV nerd. I used to go and see things getting taped all the time too. I love that. We yep. actually dragged my dad. Dad would take us out to Gore Hill to see the ABC. We went and saw it. We used to go and see Good News Week being filmed and right. Roy and HG and all that stuff when we were teenagers. Like some kids used to try and, you know, get into pubs to to drink. Yeah. We used to try and get <laughs> in to watch television. That's the kind of nerd I am. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's where I first heard of Ted Robinson and all that kind of stuff. Like, And it's funny too. Jeez. Yeah, it's funny too when you were talking about people being different on and off stage because I'd watch people like Paul McDermott very early Will Anderson Will actually there's our connection mm. I first mm. saw Will when he came up must have been one of the first things he did he was a guest on Good News Week and he must have been yes, he, was. he must have been 19 or 20 he was young such, lad he was such a poppy dog he was so cute too I'll, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll let him know <laughs> oh yeah I mean you know he he, he knew that we, but we I were, will let him know oh but it was <laughs> Well, I loved him for his brains. I did, I promise. <laughs> I'll tell him that. He'll be, he'll be happy about that. <laughs> but I remember too, like, seeing how people would perform and then stop. And I also was so impressed because, like, you probably see this. I mean, you tell me what you think. But the difference between people being at work but also having to be entertaining. Like, I'd see how Paul and mm. – it was Paul and Mikey Robbins and Julie McCrossan would kind of play it up to the crowd – but then if a floor manager or somebody came in to get them to do, you know, the actual work part, they'd have to be professional in a different way. Like it just, I've found it so interesting. It is. I totally agree how they have that ability to do that. I mean, I have a lot of, I've seen a few, obviously, Adam Hill's Tonight shows. Yeah. So I saw four or five of those recorded. But in my younger day, my dad was a security guard at a, at a recording studio for TV. Was he? Yeah, he was. At, in a one in Cambridge Street in South Melbourne that was the offshoot for Channel 7, oh. where they used to film shows like Cop Shop. Wow. And there was one about the airways. Can you remember that name a bit? No, I don't know the airways. Well, John, John Orksick was the pilot before he went into Cop Shop. Right. Uh, what was the name of the stinger thing? It was about an airline. Okay. It was a soap opera in Australia. All right. Oh, oh. That, that's my homework. I like when you give me homework. That's good. I'll find oh, out. Feeding him. Anyway, and John Orksick went into cop shop, and Deb was just security there, and he didn't drive. So when he was doing shifts, I'd go and pick him up, and then I'd get to meet Paula Duncan and Gil McLaughlin and John Orksick and all them. And I'd be 
I'd be sitting around waiting for Dad, and they'd be like, you know, the chat Linda Stoner, yeah, all them, and then they actually film bits of the man from Snowy River there. Oh, really? So I guess who Dad become good friends with? Oh, no. Yeah, which nearly shocked me when he was. I turned up there, and Dad's like, oh, Craig is Kirk Douglas. Jeez, <laughs> oh hi. He goes, your dad's a great bloke. <laughs> they were trying to teach him how to Aussie, and and he said, uh, I know it's late at night, but you know, you, you know, know there's no pubs that are open. So there's a pizza joint. I can go and get your pizza if you're hungry. And he, he said, oh, that. So I zoom, jumped in the car, flew up the pizza joint, got a couple of pizzas, and sat on the steps inside the recording studio with Dad and Kirk Douglas and Gil McLaughlin, uh, Gil McLaughlin, Gil Tucker, come in and uh, ate pizza. And I was, you know, 18 years old and, and like, it's Kirk Douglas and Dad and him become real good friends. I went out to pubs and after his work and before work and when he went back to America, he was like, you know, I'm going to miss you. It's been a good friendship. And I was like, jeez. <laughs> and that was my first introduction. So I did, I was able to watch a bit of the shows through the cracks in the door because they weren't audience yeah. shows, cop shop, and they filmed them. But it was really cool because they also then just left the scripts hanging around from old shows. So I, <laughs> I knocked them off. Oh, good idea. I, I'd go home and when it was on TV, I'd have the script. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, Let's see if he says this. Oh, he did say that. How about that? <laughs> yep. And it was quite amazing when I had some friends going, you know, oh, I reckon this might happen in cop shop. I just got this feeling, you know. <laughs> then when it happened, they went, oh. How did you guess that out? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I used to watch it through the door was my first uh, foray into watching TV. It was great fun. It was really good fun. That's amazing. Did you ever, and I mean, did you ever think about doing that? Like, you know, working in that industry at all? No, no, not at all. So I wanted to be an architect at that point. Yeah. And then I was still at 18. I was, I blew a knee out the year before. And so I literally had six months off just recovering from a knee, deciding what to do. And, I pretty much just looked after Dad and me while I was waiting to decide yeah. what to do. And then the nursing thing came up, so that was that sort of changed my whole thought process. But I enjoyed And Dad worked there for a few years. And and then the next foray into TV for me was just the Adam Hills Tonight stuff. And um, I think they're the only TV shows I've seen. Yeah, I think they're the only ones. Yeah, right. Except tomorrow going to see Taskmaster Australia. <laughs> but um, oh, I love it. I dragged my poor yeah. friend when I went. We we did a conference in New York, and I dragged her to go and see TV being recorded. So we saw one of the last daily shows with John Stewart. We had, oh. we had to line up, and it was really funny because in America, like you book the ticket, the, the whole idea is you don't pay for those tickets, but yep. you know, there's a whole weird black market. There was this guy, these these rich people who'd paid this guy to sit in the queue and wait for them. Like it was craziness, Jeez. and this was the guy's job. He was very charming, like we were really because you know, you still had to line up <laughs> even though you had your tickets, and we're standing mm. there, and it's freezing our asses off and all this stuff and this guy was just being really nice and we're like what's going on <laughs> anyway it's because he didn't want people in the queue to get pissed off when these two rich people turned oh. up in his spot you know and we're like what are you doing he goes oh actually it's my job like i get paid yeah. and he's handing well, out business cards job. and shit you know and i thought part of you is you know horrified <laughs> and the other part of you thinks well mate that's one way to make a living we've yeah. all got to all got to pay what the bills somehow eh you know, yeah. so we did that, and that was pretty amazing. And then we also went and saw um, uh, Stephen Colbert, and that was in the uh, there. That's in the Ed Sullivan Theatre. So all the Jeez. time, I was sitting there going, "The Beatles played here. The Beatles yeah. played here." You know, <laughs> um, those are those amazing moments, aren't they? When oh like, shit! Yeah, yeah. So yeah. and so play when you realise somebody else. Like I mean, there was a place with a clan heart in Cambridge, and walked in, and and I remember seeing the picture of Freddie on the wall. Uh huh. And I went. I, I asked the floor manager. I said, Freddie, "Like Queen Freddie Mercury? Like, did they play here? Yeah." And when it was my turn to walk out, the, the bit when Hilsey used to introduce me, yeah. I was absolutely oblivious to anything he would have said. I don't know if he said anything because <laughs> I'm like, when I'm walking out, I'm like, "Freddie, Queen Freddie." <laughs> <laughs> we, and I'm just looking at the stage and I thought, oh, but look at the audience looked up and there's like 2,000 people there screaming and clapping. I'm thinking, Freddie Mercury. Like, they... <laughs> I honestly felt like just bursting into a Queen song and then oh. I just remember sort of 
the clapping sort of died down. I thought, oh, geez, clown art, clown art. <laughs> oh, oh. And I just looked at Adam as if to say, oh, I hope you haven't said something waiting for me. And he he hadn't. He just waited for the applause to burn out, which I always used to laugh at. When Hilsey would introduce, like, show the bit from yeah. Adam Hills tonight. Yeah. So he'd just explain, he'd go, yeah. he'd done a bit about his dad and all that. And he said, but I also come across this guy, blah, blah, blah. And he'd show the film clip. And he'd make it sound like, because he said, and Craig was given 18 months to live. Yeah. So you, so you can do the maths. So they're fully then expecting him to say, and sadly he passed away two years ago. Yeah. And he said, and that's why it gives me an enormous thrill to be able to say, please welcome to the stage, Craig Coombs. Yeah. The audience, of course, have gone from, oh, the poor bloke's dead, to, what the, he's still here? <laughs> and I used to say to Adam, I find it weird that they're applauding me and all I'm doing is walking out there. I said, essentially, they're clapping me for not being dead. And what we can do is we can clap every single person we meet and go, hey, well done, you're not dead. Because that's all they were clapping. He goes, I get it. But they were, they were clapping because they were happy because you're not dead yet. Okay. But it just felt weird that I haven't done a single thing but not be dead. And they're applauding that. And I'm... I used to always find that weird, but the Cambridge one was one I'll never forget. And I remember taking a photo of myself or that picture of Freddie thinking, Freddie Mercury, we're on this stage. Jeez. And unbeknown to me, a few of the other stages, I'm sure there's been um, UK luminaries of pop and rock on there, yeah. but um, being a queen nut, that was the one that really, uh, I mean, the Apollo, obviously, there's a billion great comedians that have gone through the Apollo. And every time I see it, on TV, you know, the Friday night, the Apollo or whatever it is, mm. or, you know, oh, I just look at the stage and go, I can't believe I stood on that <laughs> It's incredible, isn't you it? Know, with all the great comedians that have been on the air and all I did was rip my gear off every Tuesday for a bit of fun <laughs> and I'm on that stage. Absolutely. So, yeah, I, I understand that feeling of so-and-so has been here. Oh, it's the best, isn't it? Well, and, I mean, I saw you at the, at the Opera House. So there's been a few yeah, people. No, step, no few, been, yeah. <laughs> a few people have been on that stage. Yeah, I, I just yeah okay <laughs> yeah always the opera house yeah yeah bloody yep, hell yep yep yeah there we had that one oh but that's uh, you know it's so funny because again if we talk about TV and what it mm. does like I just think it's that way like yeah you're watching people on stage like because that's how I got up we weren't. We, we didn't really grow up going to see things live because we couldn't afford it or we didn't have time or you know, a whole bunch of reasons that we didn't. So I got all my art through TV, you know, TV and records. So how, how did yeah. you feel then? How did you feel then when you then saw that back on TV? Oh, it was pretty wild. What, was, what feeling did you get from uh, watching? Like you'd been to see the recording yeah. and now I'm watching it on TV. Did you look for yourself in the audience? Well, a little bit, but then I also, <laughs> uh, yeah, of course, of course. And you know, it was weird too because Dad came with us a couple of times and Dad would wear these beautiful but outrageous jumpers that my mum would knit for him. Uh, so you can, you can always find Dad in his Spotting. jumper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also because we were, we'd made friends with, this is pre-internet, so when you had to call up yep. to get tickets and we'd made friends with the with the work experience girl or whoever she was that was giving out the tickets. And we would always say to her, listen, we'll be very honest with you. We're underage. We promise we'll behave and blah. We'd always take her <laughs> chocolates to say thank you and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and cool. she'd often call us if they basically needed seat fillers, you know, if they were trying oh, wow. something new and they needed, you know, bums on seats and they didn't want everybody to look like, you know, the ABC yep. demographic of <laughs> 18. <laughs> <laughs> and Almost. we were good laughers too, so we'd get in a bit. But oh, what they love that. Oh, yeah. yeah. That. But what was yeah. weird is that I'd get people at work say to me, were you on, did you oh. this week last night? <laughs> yep, that was me. Yeah. yeah. So, well, what was that feeling you got watching it? Uh, how how would you describe that? I don't know. I mean, I I loved watching the show to see where how they papered it together because yeah, they'd record. It'd be the same thing. <laughs> they'd record yep. 
for like hours. I went to see Andrew Denton do Enough Rope too. I swear there was, a, as again, as Will would say, there's a fine line between a gig and a hostage situation. <laughs> but we were there for like, I kid you not, yeah, five hours. Time, five hours. Yeah. And you're thinking, shit, you know. what? But then yeah. they've somehow got to get this down to whatever it is, 40 minutes or 20 minutes or whatever. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So that was really interesting to me. And at that point I was thinking that maybe... That's what I wanted to do. I wanted to work in TV somehow. I never wanted my mug on TV. I've always been quite... I hate cameras. I've always been a bit scared of cameras. I like audio, but I've always been a bit scared of cameras. So I was looking at... I was looking at the floor managers and looking at, you know, thinking maybe I could do that or, you know, so that that kind of stuff. But, yeah, it was just, it was kind of exciting to see what was left in. And I'd do a bit like what you were talking about with the cop show. You'd say to mates, oh, I think Blah Blah's going to be on tonight. (laughs) I think think Mikey might win tonight, you know. (laughs) You could have made a lot of money with your friend Dollar Bet. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And the bits that Then they twig when you win every week, go, hang on. That's it, that's it. And what was interesting to me, like, seeing stuff like Enough Rope, watching Andrew Denton and actually um, because he because when they were doing setups and stuff this one bit I remember so clearly and I must have been I wasn't I was 16 or 17 or something I was still a kid and he was about 10 years ago this (laughs) thanks papa Uh, (laughs) um so he was walking around and he was just doing a bit of crowd work to keep people up while they're changing the cameras or whatever they were doing and he said does anybody have a question and being a good little school kid I stuck my hand up and he's looked at me because I I think he was (laughs) just sticking it out to the ether he wasn't expecting anybody to do it and he said all right then what's your question I said do you have an emergency guest and I'm sorry I said do you have an emergency question and he goes, what? I said, well, when you're asking, because I was watching him interview and there's not a lot of paper there. Like he just, you know, there's mm. been, I said, do you have an emergency question? He goes, what do you mean? I said, if it all goes a bit pear-shaped or if you forget what you're <laughs> going, whatever, do you have an emergency question that you always ask? And that actually stumped him. Mm. He goes, you know, I don't have an emergency question, but we do have an emergency guest. And that's Georgie oh. Parker. Because we know if we call Georgie, she'll come and she'll be a really good guest. She'll do whatever you want. (laughs) And it was funny and it got him, you know, it got a bit of a laugh and it got us a laugh and whatever. And then really sweetly afterwards, he sent one of the runners to me and said, give us your address and we'll send you a book. And he did. And he signed it and he said, here's an emergency, here's an emergency (laughs) autograph from Andrew. (laughs) That is clever. I find that an interesting thing about TV when you just mentioned about, you know, prior to the show, getting everybody in, that they have warm-up guys, warm-up yeah. people now. Yeah. I Like to, and their job is to get the audience happy and in the mood for whatever show it is. I, and uh, as I said, I'm going to see Taylor Smith tomorrow because a mate of mine is the warm-up guy, Steve Phil. Hello, Steve. Yeah. Legend. Good He's Steve. been doing this a lot of time, a lot of different shows he's worked on. I think, he, I think last year was The Voice and all that and, so it's a very interesting job because it's a difficult job. Yeah. Because again, it's a vast audience he's going to get, mm. and then he's got to, you know, okay, well, let's go down this path and try to crack some jokes, and you know, whether he scripts some of them, and a lot of it's going to be spontaneous because he'll do the, all right, who's been to a recording before, yeah. who hasn't, and then um, into what happens, he's got to explain all that, and then just to get things, and then the other thing I used to find interesting like when there was a break in the recording for whatever mm. someone messed up hang on no you know and they're like hang on it'll just be two or three minutes we set up out he runs you know yes. like they don't just let it sit and yes. they go and they go oh, well okay the reason this is happening is whatever and then he's still and then they're going okay get off now we're ready all right <laughs> bye you know i remember one of hilsey's shows i think it was ben lomas um fantastic warm up yeah. he was halfway through a story and they're like we're well, ready to go it was a Spix and Specs reunion show. That's right. Right. Um, and he was like, uh, but I'm up. And they go, no, you got to go. We're going to go. He goes, but they want to hear the story. They go, Ben, get off. And then and then he come back and he goes, do you want me to finish the story? And they went, yes. And it was a very funny joke. And Ben Lomas is also right up there with as far as warm-up people go. He's great. So, That's so um, good. It's a very different thing. If you've never been. Yeah. And you walk in and, like, I don't think it would be in people's mind to think, oh, what? didn't know there was a Walmart guy. What, what's that for? Totally. So, tough job. I really think it's a tough job. Oh, yeah, it's the clowns in the circus, isn't it? 
you know what's interesting in the so in the states i they don't well they do have sort of warm-up people but you know that's the job of the house band in a tonight show which i didn't know so they don't they don't stop and no. start yeah so they don't stop and start like we do because one i had this harebrained scheme that i wanted to write an academic article about article about the house bands in tonight shows i love tonight shows Jeez. and you know how there's always yeah, yeah. Yeah. you know i mean obviously paul schaefer and it's the roots now with jimmy fallon and these amazing john baptiste with um, with what's his name, um, Colbert and all this stuff, these amazing bands. I'm thinking, what are they doing there? Well, they don't stop mm. and start. When they record, they pretty much hit record and they go. And in okay. even in the ad breaks, the band plays yep. music to keep the crowd up. And yeah. they reset and everything in the ad breaks. So they pretty much record as is. And the band is yep. the house band, not just for the show, but actually literally in the house, for the audience in the house. And it well, just... I had no idea. So I'm no. sitting there going, no. oh, man. Like, so in the, again, in the Ed Sullivan Theatre, when we're, you know, mm-hmm. in the place where where the Beatles played, oh, right. this, yeah. this is next level. So, you know, it's, it's really weird, though, because I agree, like all of that stopping and starting, they just don't seem to do that in the States. Like they just get in, okay. they go, okay. and they yeah. go, and I don't know if it's because time means money in a different way or, or <laughs> what, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's weird because even tonight I'm thinking, or tomorrow I'm thinking, well, it's a, a commercial station, so it's an hour show, so it's 48 minutes of TV. Yeah. You know, I wonder how, and they're doing two, two records and there's not a lot of time between them, so they must be fairly confident that they're not going to really go over time. Um, yeah. Because it, I looked and went, geez, that's not a lot of time because I know that Adam Hills tonight used to take a couple of hours to go through for a one-hour show. Yeah. Literally double the time, so... And I might be thinking they're running the tight ship after the first series. They, they think they got down pat, so we'll see. We'll, see. <laughs> well, it must be hard too, mustn't it, keeping the energy up? Oh. Like, you know. Well, they started Monday, so they're doing so they're doing a whole series this week. So Monday, four o'clock session, and then a seven o'clock. So that's every that's ten episodes, wow. which is the series. So they're doing it all this week. So it's already been filmed over in I think they went to New Zealand and filmed it. And, and then um, they do it here. I think they recorded the first series in Sydney. Right. So it was it's good that they brought the second one here. So I don't know whether they're going to move it around or okay. uh, or whatnot. But, yeah, it's um, all wrap up in a week, 10 weeks of the Taskmaster in five days. Wow. What what show would you love so, to go and see recording if you could? Any show in ever, time, any, any, any show ever, ooh. what show would you love to go see? Well, Taskmaster UK would would have been right up there, um, yeah. right up there, because I I think Alex Horn is very clever, mm. um, and I love Greg Davis, and tends to be the guests on there are wonderful comedians that that I love, mm. um, and some spectacular guests on their sixteen series. So that that would have been my top, I would say, Taskmaster UK, even throughout the ages. That apart from Hilsey, obviously, because I've been on it, but. Yeah. Taskmaster UK. I also love Would I Lie to You in the UK. Oh yeah. Um, I, uh, yeah, that probably number two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the two UK shows, I suppose. Which yeah, you know, it's weird because it's only sort of happened since uh, you know Foxtel sort of started that I got into those. Yeah, yeah. And again, they're game show types, aren't they? Yeah. You're talking about game shows, how we gravitate to them. Oh, but I think they've got I mean, the beautiful thing about game shows is, and they're so old, like, again, as a, this is the doctor lady stuff I know about, but, but game shows, mm. when TV first started, game shows were on all the time because they were cheap to make, very cheap to make, yeah. and, you knew, and they were easy to get advertising in. So you didn't, you know, you could slip in more advertising yeah. than you probably should have and everybody just let it go. And also yeah. you knew that you'd get audiences would be interested you know what I mean? And it's that mixture too, yeah. like, I don't know about you, but it's that kind of thing of, are you doing something? If you're not, if it's a quiz, I sort of feel like, well, my brain's working, you know? Um, yeah. And and there's always yeah. that, kin, you know, everybody knows that you're allowed to shout the answers at the television. Everybody understands that, <laughs> right? You, know? <laughs> you can't do that in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> no, they get the shits with that, don't they? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I've ever told you, ever. <laughs> I've actually been on two quiz shows. No, tell me. Oh, shit, hang on. 
Sorry, honey, I hit the wrong button. You All haven't good. you haven't told me. You've you've been on two quiz shows. Tell me. <laughs> I've never told you. Tell me. I, I don't even reckon you could guess one. Uh, I won't make it. I don't reckon you could guess one. Oh, are you like a wheel of fortune guy? Oh no! Oh. Bad luck. That's the box of chocolate, show me. So, have one more guess. Okay. Uh, maybe. Oh, let me think. Oh, I want it to be something spectacular in eighties, like it's a knockout or something like that. Oh, you're kidding me! No, did you? No. All right, I owe you two boxes. Oh, that's all right. They're coming. They're coming. Okay. I'll send, I, I got your address. <laughs> this, this one's going to floor you. Okay. And I cop it over this big time from my mates. Love it. No deal. <gasps> Andrew O'Keefe. Sure. Okay, tell me about that. No, no, the other one. The other one? What's the other one? Well, there was two. Oh, the, deal other, or no oh, deal, the other quiz. The other quiz, which, the other quiz show. Okay. Deal or no deal, we were on. Okay, and did you win? Uh, no, me and my best mate's wife, I actually took her. Okay. When I, I had done the application, I rang up and went... Uh, just clarifying something to you. It says you want to take your best mate's wife, not your own, <laughs> and not your best mate. I went, I'm a good mate to my mate, Kevin Phillips. <laughs> I'm taking his wife for the weekend because you go for the weekend. They did put you yeah. up in a hotel. Oh, wow. They said, you're going to be away for a, you know, a night with your best mate's wife. Um, and you've also put here, you only need one room. I went, that's right. <laughs> I said, I assume there'll be two beds. And they went, yeah. Well, I'll sleep one, she'll sleep the other. I said, I'm doing my mate a favour. I'm looking after my mate by taking her away. I said, I'm putting myself under pain and suffering. I thought they might like that. They did, and they said, you're on the show. <laughs> so they got me on, and um, she messed up a question, and we bombed out. Oh, she was troubled. But she did But she did flood the hotel room, so she was in more trouble. She put something in the sink and turned the tap, couldn't figure out how to get it out, and it started flooding everywhere. I love her. I had to call, the, had to call Nicola Phillips. <laughs> I love her. Hi, Nicola, you're my favourite thing ever. That's Absolute the best. Absolute nightmare of a human to go anywhere with. Love she it. flooded there. She flooded a toilet at the restaurant we went to. Oh. She flooded... Uh, no, at the TV studio, sorry, in the waiting area. She flooded that accidentally with something done. She's come running out. She said, I've done it again. There's water coming out. Oh, Nicola, went, goddess of water. What a delight. Oh, God. And she messed up on um, a question was about how many sides you know, these uh, stop sign have. All right. And she she was like with six or something, and it was end up saying, oh, it's an octagonal. And she now calls it a effing octagonal. Every time she sees it, every time she'd see one, we were walking out to that, that octagonal. So, yes, that was that deal. And no deal, we didn't know good. That was the opening of the suitcases one. Okay, radio. Okay, I remember that one. Okay. Now, the other defunct one, the one that didn't last too long. Oh. I mean, I want it to be, given you're a comedy man, I want it to be like, don't forget your toothbrush. I want you and Fergo oh, to be geez, hanging I out. I wish I could, but no. Nah. Okay. It was that other one with the bingo. The bingo? What's the bingo one? The big bingo one with the big ball. Oh. And the big, no. <laughs> oh, okay. Highlights of it floating around on flipping YouTube. Because when I was on, that, if the certain ball come down, you'd win whatever. Right. And I jumped up and down because I thought that was the ball. And it turns out it was I was up the wrong way. <laughs> and I was like, no. I thought I'd won the car and all this. I was so excited. <laughs> then it turned out I'm watching it back when it come on TV. Yeah. I'm thinking, hang on, that, that's not right. That didn't happen. And I, I, Chris, I said, uh, that that's not how it happened. No, no, there was that number wasn't the one. There was another number, and I said that that doesn't seem right to me. Yeah. And I thought, hang on, that's a they're showing something different to me. Anyway, oh, I've ended up finding it online, watching it, yeah. and watching the ball, and going slowing it down, going that number that's in the shoot <laughs> is a different number to the ball that comes out. <laughs> they have they have doctored this. Amazing. So, Current affair end up doing the story, man. Really? Yep, flew us up to Sydney. There was about ten people. Other people thought they were ripped off as well. Oh man! So they they said to me, "Would you be prepared to come out and we'll try to get on?" I think it was Koshy's show and yeah. sort of 
you know, when you complain about it. Yeah. And they said, we'll put you up, we'll feed you, we'll give you a night in the rest of the hotel. And went, yep. Amazing. So we all went there, stood outside the live thing, and and then because um, they were like, they could clearly see what I thought I saw yeah. when they saw the live show and then the stopping the things. And then it, it, it didn't go anywhere because then in the end, the lawyers of Channel 7 were like, it was for the aesthetics of the show. Right. And we're like, it's a different number. Yes. And if the number comes down that corresponds with the one number I needed, I win the car. And you're sitting there saying, oh, but no, the number you saw in the shoot, it's just a, a, a cutaway. We're going, yeah, 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 no, I don't buy that. I was filthy. Absolutely filthy. So you've... And oh, the, yeah. Sorry, keep going. No bingo. It was Not no bingo. It was called... Um, Oh, no caro by the sound of it. Uh, boom, boom. <laughs> and lo and behold, apparently there's some TV series about bad game shows going around or something that was put on somewhere in, in 2021. Oh. Um, and it, it's cropped up on there as being a bad game show. And, of course, what highlight do they show? Really? Me jumping up and down like a lunatic thinking I won and then realising I haven't. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I have. Yeah, I only got the message from someone yesterday. They go, I'm watching this series about <laughs> bad TV shows or whatever, and up jumps Coonsie on no, no bingo. And all my mates used to think it was funny. They go, no bingo. <laughs> I, I actually got Jack who I'm going, hey, listen, that was an $80,000 flipping card. Do you know how much it would have changed my life Absolutely. at that point in time? Absolutely. So I actually don't. Okay, it's funny once or twice. Now it's not. <laughs> no, no. And they were like, and they'd still go, yeah, okay, it's still funny. No big ugly <laughs> jerk wads, yeah. knobs, clever. <laughs> I haven't done it for years. I'm just hoping that one of the five of them, there's a group of five mates and they're antagonistic little things. Yeah. Peter B's not. Oh, yes, he is. Yeah. <laughs> John, John O is. Jason Murray, he's a pain in the neck. He's the one that, and Michael Rankin's the other flipping clown that they all think it's funny and. <laughs> If they find out that this is cropped up online somewhere, geez. Right. So I was going to say, let's fish it out so I can stick it in the show notes. Maybe <laughs> <you won't. laughs> no. All right. So, yeah. No. Weird TV show. But so that show has gives me a very different feeling. <laughs> and that makes me want to go to therapy to get better <laughs> because obviously I'm still not. I thought I was over it because it was probably 15 years ago. And now I'm back into the same sitting in my rocking chair going, I'm going to kill Chelsea when <laughs> I love it. This is so there's your... Reverse your t- therapy, didn't we? <laughs> didn't think that was going to come up. I love it. You circled back. That was a segue for the ages. That was so great. <laughs> so you've been on... So this is the thing, though. You've been on quiz shows. You've been on, like, tonight shows. You've also been on A Current Affair. Was it yeah. Current Affair or one of those? Jeez, okay. Yeah, it was Current Affair, yeah. yeah. And the whole, they, they come to my house film the whole thing, we're showing them everything, they're going, that's the exact same footage we can see, and it's clearly obvious that's a different ball that's dropped compared to the one. The one in the shoot was your number, the one that's dropped is a different number. Oh, my goodness. And they're going, somehow they've rigged it, but their excuse was, no, we use a different cutaway. Oh, so it. in the end, it was like, well, you know, it's probably going to cost sixty, eighty thousand dollars $80,000 to fight it. Yeah. And then if they give, they, uh, channel, uh, current affair actually thought they'd roll over. And says, what'll happen? They won't want this going to air. They'll they'll roll over and off you or something. Yeah, right. nothing. Wow. So anyway, that was my foray into uh, game shows. I've never been on one since, and I've <laughs> never applied to be on one since. I've been on two, missed out twice. So I'm thinking, that's it. No more for me. Fair enough. I I don't think I I could do it to be honest with you. I mean, apart from my fear of cameras, I just I think I would. Yeah, you know, I think I'd clam up a bit. Well, I'm, I'm totally opposite. I think you'd be brilliant because of your knowledge. <laughs> oh, you're very kind, but I'm I'm the worst kind of person that knows things, right? I'm, actually, I'm all right on live radio and stuff, but I'm the worst you kind. You kill I'm, a hard quiz. Oh, no. I actually, you would as a specialist subject. You would brain them. But you see, I'd be that person. Again, while we're talking about glorious people with, you know, little six degrees of separation, I'd be like that that beautiful episode of Civics and Specs where Miff Woolhurst can't remember Kurt Cobain's name. Oh, like, okay. that'd be me. And then I would oh. wake up and remember it for the <laughs> rest of my be, life. Yeah. And be just like me, very angry about no bingo. <laughs> <laughs> no bingo, that's it. Look at all of this yeah. that we get out of something that, you know, is meant to just be doing nothing. Like, it's just the joy. Well, you're of... right. 
it do, it's a joyous occasion that we probably, you know, apart from the no bigger. Yeah. You do get those warm and fuzzies when you watch certain things and it does it does it does make you feel good. You see something you love, yeah. it just wraps itself around you for whatever reason. And it, as you say too, it's different things to different people. Mm. Different shows mean different things, doesn't it? I think so. And I think too, like, because I mean, I, th- I think I'd shown you the, the bit I wrote when my dad passed away. Like, dad used to watch yep. TV a lot. And the TV, yep. and I can remember like my grandparents would always have the TV on and stuff just for company. And it's that yep. thing that I just think, you know what, if that's, people are make, people are getting company from it. You know, what better thing can you do than give some, make somebody feel like they're not on their own? You know, I well, just... yeah, my dad lived by himself and uh, in his latter years, and and the TV was a thing. And he, when we'd call each day at five thirty, he'd often talk about, oh, I was watching yeah. Sale of the Century last, no, not Sale of the Century, or one of them. Yeah, uh, and he said, stupid person, they didn't know that question was obvious, <laughs> and blah blah blah. And then he'd talk about another show. He said, oh, I'm watching this show or this movie. Yeah, and Jesus, we're good. It was this, and I thought, you know what it's doing? It's keeping him company. Totally. Totally. And he loved that. He loved it. And he was, you know, in his element and he would love, he'd movie watcher, big movie watcher, watch movies all day if he could yeah. and game shows. Yeah. Loved the game. Absolutely loved them. Maybe that was born out of the fact that he was worked at a TV studio for a couple of years. I don't know. But um, it certainly did help Dad. Yeah. Big time. No. In I, a very different way. I think yep. so too. And, and, I mean, it's funny how it goes the other way as well because, like, you know, um, some of the stuff I've been doing, my doctoring stuff has been around, you know, kids and whether or not, and there's all that hysteria about whether or not kids should be watching TV and is it melting their brains and that's been around yeah. for as long as TV's been around. But I think... Yeah, it's always been an argument. Yeah, I mean, you probably see this with Lola, but I see it with my kids and I remember myself too. Sometimes when they're really distressed, there's a thing, you know, I mean, I will forever be grateful to the Wiggles and Bluey and, you know, Play School yeah. and, and Sesame Street and the Muppets before it because... Oh, when they're so gosh. when they're so oh. overwhelmed and then this little piece of television can bring them grounded again. You know what I mean? You just made me feel good when you've said the Muppets. Yeah. You know, six degrees of separation. Hills has been with the Muppets. I know. Kiss, like, kiss the frog. How good is that? <laughs> I know. Yeah. And and, and the, did you know when you said play school and I did remind me I was actually on another T V show too. Well yeah, well you you don't tell me you're on play school. I don't Romper tell room, <gasps> Romper room really? in Newcastle, oh, in Newcastle, when I was four, That's when I was five, apparently. Is that, is that yeah. footage around anywhere, I wonder? No, no, not at all. Um, but Dad took me in and I tipped him in because apparently they spoke, I can't remember, but this is what Dad used to tell me is that, like, oh, who brought you here? And my dad, he should be at work, but he's not because he brought me here. <laughs> you know? so, well, the, his bosses aren't going to be watching Romper Room. <laughs> but I'll, I'll turn myself in again. I don't care if, if my mates hear this one. Um, those idiots probably don't know this. I'll make sure they don't listen to this episode. <laughs> um, but I, I said, apparently, this is what dad tells me, so I've got to believe him. Mm-hmm. And I, I sort of challenged him once, go, you're making this up just to get at me. He goes, no, mate, you did, this happened. Seriously, I went, okay. He said, you have just like, oh, I've got to go to the toilet. And they go, oh, one second. I went, too late. Oh. <laughs> and there you are, this one big wet pants in front of your pants. <laughs> On live, Romba Room TV, you couldn't give a rat. He said, walk oh. around and go, I wet myself, look. <laughs> he said, you're wearing it as a proud badge. I'm going, geez, you know, 55 years later and it's still happening. <laughs> People don't advertise it, and it's not a proud badge. No, I love it. It's called old age. No, no. Look, but I mean, how many, you know, how many kids? You were still the envy of kids all over Australia that you were on bloody romper room, right? Oh man, can't remember it. Bend anyway, and stretch, Dad tells me. Reach for the stars. <laughs> he is oh. Jupiter. He is my. Oh, oh gosh, I remember you. Oh my god, why do I remember that? But I this is the thing. The show. But this, I remember the song. Of course, but this to me, yes. this is the stuff that's so important because it's everyday, because it's ordinary. Well, you know what I mean? Well, like, you know, you've really jogged my memory here because in Newcastle there was a thing called Big Dog. Was Big Dog the thing that would send the kids to bed? Correct. So when we were there, when Big Dog had come on, Joel, whatever he was doing at that age, he was three. Yep. As soon as he saw Big Dog, he knew oh, he's not. going to bed as well. Oh. And there was no arguments or no kicking up. Wow. He was like, well, Big Dog's going. He's like, grab him whatever he had to. So, good night. 
it was a safe big dog was a safe oh. I don't have to do this work I know poor Rebecca has a yeah. long time trying to get Lola to bed but yeah. she's using different techniques yeah. but I wonder whether now with a if there was a big dog around you know would it work with with kids now because they're, I yeah. suppose they're exposed to more TV than what our kids were yeah. but um Big dog was a dead set savior. Oh, I love it. I've got two stories for that. Do you remember Prime Possum, who was the equivalent on Prime <laughs> television? Prime, yeah, country TV. Yeah, case. so yep. Prime Possum. So this is a really embarrassing story, <laughs> but this is me, right? So the first time I went to, must have been the first time I went to the UK. No, no, it was, I was gone, I was traveling on my own. So it must have been the second time. And I was going over for a conference or something. And I just, you know, I had no money. I had no idea what I was doing. I was traveling on my own and a bit sort of young and teary and whatever. And as you do, I was, you know, I'd noticed this guy, this tall good looking thing that had been you know and we just sort of been chatting a little bit on the plane as you do and I'm a complete I'm the clumsiest person in the world Kenzie so as <laughs> over the 23 hours of the flight my hair sticking to my face everything I've eaten for 24 hours is all the way down my front I just I'm an absolute mess and as we're getting off the plane I'm thinking you know whatever chance there was here there is no chance once this is this is how it is anyway and we're getting out uh, and you know we're getting out and we're lining up to go our separate ways and we're just sort of having a chat and I said oh so what do you do? He goes, oh, actually, I work in television. I went, oh, oh, do you? And I said, what do you work for? He goes, oh, you wouldn't have heard it. It's a country station. I said, oh, try me. He goes, Prime. I said, and I thought I was joking. I said, geez, you're not yeah. Prime Possum, are you? And he goes. Oh, no. Yeah. He no. Goes, yeah. He goes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, well, actually, lots of people wear the suit. <laughs> Oh, and then he starts telling me about it. He goes, and it's really oh smelly in there, and blah blah blah. Well, the, I didn't know that. I know, and I thought, oh my god. And then I was really worried that he oh. he thought I was making fun of him, which I was, but I didn't realise I was making. Yeah. Anyway, needless to say, <laughs> that is that did not go well. <laughs> I was just going to say we didn't get it all. Ah, uh, no, there was no, there was no good night oh, across there. Yeah, that's a, oh, that's shame. <laughs> What a great ending that would have been. I know, I know. And maybe that is the ending. I'm just watching now, Dallin. I've been talking to you for 51 minutes. Oh, my gosh. That's been fun. That's been delight. Can we do this again and pick... I mean, TV, though. That was the best. Well, yeah, again. And I, I think you're totally right here. And it never, ever, ever has dawned on my mind. But the things you brought up are absolutely spot on about the comfort stuff that the being company for my dad, bringing up childhood memories for me, which now I'm feeling pretty warm and happy at the moment, to be yeah. honest, of thinking of like that show back in Newcastle and then the Hillsy stuff, uh, the TV show, no big game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have to go and find a good therapist. Sorry about that. Out of me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it doesn't matter. All good, all good fun. And um, yeah, well played. Well played you. Good good topic. Well, Great topic. Well played you. And it all happened because you're going to Taskmaster tomorrow. It was all, it's there all happening. Go. Yeah. All right. Well, why yeah, don't I... I'll tell Tom. <laughs> you tell him. Will you get ready for that? And I hope that the tummy behaves right. itself. And why not in a Me couple too. of days we try and do another one? See we'll how... go for wherever you like. Yeah. We'll see how you feel. And yeah, but I, I like getting a bit of momentum under it too. Fantastic. All right. Thanks so much for your time, darling. Well, babe, should I say? Sorry, babe. <laughs> Thanks, babe. <laughs> Thanks, babe. <laughs> Ruben, we love you. Ruben, we love you. We love you, Ruben. I'd love to be on TV with Ruben. I'd make an exception there. <laughs> let's let's try to make this happen. Um, sure. I'll send this link to Ruben. Make sure he listens to the end. <laughs> <laughs> Skip him to the end. All right. So yeah. have a lovely right. day. Cheers. Thanks. See you, darling. Bye. Bye. Bye.